0: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network.
1: Welcome back to Hour 2 here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live coming at you with Brandon Clark, one of your hosts, and... Brad Gray. Brad Gray. Uh, Brad, we just finished up a, a powerful... Hour that I really yes. want to encourage our listeners, if they tuned in, you know, at the very end or at any other point throughout the conversation with Dr. Christopher Decock, they didn't get the whole conversation. Like, go back and check out the podcast because the things that we talk about were heavy. My heart oh, is yep. a little heavy, um, but it's so important to know what is going on in our medical world, what our rights are, and then how we view this as Catholics, how we understand true compassion how we understand suffering and and why we go through and why god allows us to go through things like chronic illness
2: yeah i mean i think it was a really important conversation that hit a lot of things that get very muddied in our world you just don't know how to think about these sort of things and you and i were talking during the break too like we also have to guard against uh fear like like there's this monster out there that's just bigger than me and, and somehow I'm just going to be subject and they're going to come and sweep me away as if God really doesn't hold our lives in his hands. So we want to be aware of the reality of the situation, but we also want to re- be aware of the truth that our lives continue to be in God's hands, even if there are forces arrayed against us that seem really foreboding. Right. And we're
1: reminded time and time again in Scripture to be not afraid, to fear not. Right. Yeah. Because God has this all. All right, so again, I encourage you to go and check out the podcast with Dr. Christopher DeCock if you missed any of that segment. Moving forward into our second hour, we have a very special guest joining us, Father James Cheney, who's the chaplain at the NDSU Newman Center. Good morning, Father Cheney.
0: Good morning, Brandon. Uh, uh, Brad? Good morning, Father. Good morning, guys. How are you? Great.
2: We
1: are we're doing fabulous. We're hosting this morning from the new RPR offices at the University of Mary Butler building and uh, or the University of Butler building, some <laughs> we'll call yeah, it. Yeah, so Some some about. people say that, whatever the case may be. Awesome. But but you <laughs> have some exciting things that are going on at the NDSU Newman Center, Saint Paul's Newman Center as well. Talk a little bit about that.
0: Well uh, yeah, where do you even begin? I mean, you know I would say on a on a number of different fronts we've uh we've worked really hard to put a new uh facility in place and uh we just consecrated it this last uh october twenty sixth mm. and so the chapel is uh operational we're seeing mass in there we still got a little bit of work to do uh the ambo is gonna be put in next week of uh, capitals uh and uh stained glass and the organ are kind of what's left, and then the chapel be completed probably you know everything will probably be in there by by next summer sometime, probably. so that's kind of where we're at.
2: so father, this is uh this is just something you guys just started a couple months ago, right?
3: The dedication was, uh, no,
0: actually, I've been working on this for for fifteen years. The Newman Center was a place of great. Personal conversion for me as a young man when I came to NDSU in the 80s, um, my life was kind of a train wreck, and I, I came crawling over here looking for God. And uh, the staff there, Father Kinzer, Sister Michaeline, they sent me in some retreats. I experienced some tremendous uh, graces of conversion in my life, and so um, you know, I'm very grateful to God for you know saving me from tremendous darkness. And so, throughout the course of my life, you know, that eventually meant uh, a call to the priesthood, uh, and that took a a long time to discern, and then eventually I was privileged to be assigned here as the director, so I was really grateful to God to kind of come full circle and get back to a place where I received so much as a young man. And so, I really just wanted to first and foremost honor God for uh, the many different graces uh, a tremendous kindness that, uh, he bestowed on me, you know, unworthy servant that I was, you know, uh, but, but still just an outpouring of just generous love and tremendous graces of conversion upon my heart, my life. So I, uh, I wanted to honor God most especially in, uh, service to the minds and hearts of, uh, what I consider to be a sacred time in a person's life, uh, the, the college experience, 18 to 21, you know, so, uh, the numbers are, are grim uh, in the life of the Church today. Uh, you know, for every uh, uh, Catholic we bring in through RCA, we lose six. Uh, we lose 80% of our young adults uh, uh, by the time they leave college. You're no longer a Christian. So just, uh, uh, you know, precursory examination of those ro- loss rates are just... You know, they're, they're gut-wrenching. They're unacceptable. Uh, yeah. So uh, so I just began to uh, want to do something about it. We knew we had to do something with the old facility. And uh, first and foremost, we began to work on our, our campus ministry platform um, and with the implementation of Focus, uh, and FOCUS is really, a Fellowship of Catholic University students, really a godsend to the life of the Church at this time in its history. Uh, it's really had a deep impact on, on the lives of so many people. So I'm very grateful to, you know, Curtis Martin, Dr. Shree, you know, all those people who, um, you know, had the vision of, uh, uh, to put that together in the late 90s. So we had our first team come here in 2004 um, and uh, just began to put together different components of our campus ministry program from, you know, uh, Bible studies, personal discipleship, retreats, on-campus events, mission trips, uh, just uh, a whole host of different opportunities for our young adults to, first and foremost, encounter Christ. Uh, An encounter grace is pretty pivotal in a person's life, and then once, once that happens, then being able to have the programming there to take them deeper into, uh, you know, discipleship and the Great Commission to go out into all the world to convert souls. So, um so it's really been successful. Uh, focuses on over 200 campuses across the country. Uh, last year uh, we had the number one ca- campus in the country. So I mean that is just. Phenomenal. Uh, when you think about, um, you know, uh, all the different campuses that focus serves, here's a little NDSU, just, uh, you know, with just a phenomenal program. It's a, it's a testament to our staff. Um, uh, we've got a great team, um, and uh, I think also a testament to the students uh, here at NDSU. Uh, most of them are just, you know, open at, at, to, you know, Christian um leadership events uh, bible studies discipleship that type of stuff so we've been able to generate a lot of leaders uh, you know a campus ministry platform of focus is to change hearts change lives form future leaders for the life of the church and state but through the development of um you know a personal relationship with god and character and virtue uh so it's really been successful and as the program began to take off the old facility was basically an asbestos bomb that had run its life cycle so we began to vision
1: i love what, that um, did you coin that yeah. turn yourself father asbestos bomb
0: well yeah no i don't know we had these engineering firms you know review it because we couldn't figure out why are we going to remodel this thing or what are we going to do but that's basically what they said <laughs> uh bishop Folda has a has a much more collegial uh, way of speaking about it we'll say,
1: i like your way better we'll personally say,
0: <laughs> He'll say this facility has served us well. Yeah. He's much more, much more diplomatic than I am. God love him. But uh, we, uh, yeah. So we uh, Aquila uh, Bishop Aquila Archbishop Aquila um, was. Uh, I don't know. It took three years for us to make a decision. Yep, tear it down. Um, And then it was like, well, what are we going to replace it with? So we we traversed the country, looked at the best Newman Centers, campus ministry programs all over, and then I got our team together and said, what do you guys want to do if money were no object? And so we just began to sit down and plug in our ministry needs into our architectural model and came out with the 2015 design. Uh, That was a 20 twenty one and a half million dollar facility uh and then we we redid it again. Um, and, and sort of revamped it with underground parking and big tower in the corner. Um, and then, uh, a, a lot more, uh, art and stuff in the chapel. We didn't hold back on beauty in the chapel at all. So, no, you did
2: not. Yeah. Wow. He yeah. Was yeah. Glorious. So
0: it turned out great. It was a, a enormous amount of work. You know, I mean, I probably spent three years working on newsprint, case media, data. Um, uh, software, uh, handled the initial case load myself. And there's been so many tremendous donors. Oh my gosh. Uh, there's just so many great people out there. I'm just amazed. You know, I, this this guy early on he gave me fifty thousand dollars. I was like, What? I can he's like, No, take it, father, it's our tithe, you know. So Wow. Um and then that enabled it, it wasn't quite enough, but it put me in a place where I could hire my first development director and I was I was ready. And so I hired Kyle Yeager. Uh and <laughs> Kyle and I I I've basically been on the road ever since. Uh so uh, through the course of uh, eight years, um, uh, we've covered about 400,000 miles. Uh, so just to give you an idea of, you know, the, how much work took place, um, you know, we've traversed this country uh, you know, dozens of times um, and uh, been, have been very successful and, and, you know, sort of raising the money. There's so many uh, people who believe in our young adults and want to invest in them in terms of their education and their religiosity.
1: Wow, that is really special. Yeah. yeah. And uh, thanks, thanks for just giving us a an overview of of the history and how how the Lord has led this Newman Center. Well, first of all, led you into the priesthood and led you to leading the Newman Center and has led the Newman Center to new heights. You know, as you look back, there's been a lot of sweat and tears. Hopefully, not too much blood that has gone into this over the years. You know. What goes through your heart when you sit back and you look at this beautiful building, this beautiful chapel, and this opportunity to carry out the new evangelization in an even greater way?
0: Well, I think first and foremost, just gratitude to God. Uh, you, know, I, I, um, you know, the basic commandments are to love God and to love your neighbor. So uh, I think it's very important to, to honor God uh, for the graces that— uh, you know, he's bestowed not only on me, but oh my gosh, it's just spent so many lives. It's been totally transformed. We've generated 100 focus, 150 focused missionaries. You think about the impact of that. Uh, we've generated probably 35, 40 seminarians. Half the seminarians for the diocese of Faro came from the Newman Center. If you just look at the poster, um, go you know We've uh, 12, 13 religious sisters. Um, just. Tons and tons of great marriages, you know, um, and you know when you look at where we're at in a church, our culture, our nation, our community, um, the the nuclear family is in the tank. I mean, married nobody's getting married anymore, you know. Yeah. So any, any any substantive you know uh, movement towards uh, stability in our culture in our community, we've got we've got a. We, we have to be pro-family. We we have to be pro-marriage. Um, you know, uh, as between a man and woman, to help do their part for the benefit of their children and the benefit of uh, benefits of, of love for the couple. So, um, and that it just happens in spades here, especially around the ping pong table for some reason. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: gotta love that ping pong table, uh, uh, Father. We uh, we do, do have to head to Brandon. a yeah. we do have to head to a quick break, but we're going to continue our conversation. So everybody who's listening, stay tuned because we're going gonna to talk about the vision of the Newman Center now. now Now that everything has been mostly brought to completion, we'll continue this conversation as Real Presence Live continues right after this.
0: Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.
2: Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI Presented by Leonardo Di Philippus of St. Luke Productions
3: The Deep Desire of the Magi Why did the Magi set off from afar to go to Bethlehem? The answer has to do with the mystery of the star which they saw in the East and which they recognized as the star of the King of the Jews that is to say, the sign of the birth of the Messiah. So their journey was inspired by a powerful hope toward the kingship of God himself. The Magi set out because of a deep desire which prompted them to leave everything and begin a journey. This is the mystery of God's call, the mystery of vocation. It is part of the life of every Christian. When the Magi came to Bethlehem, going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother and they fell down and worshipped him. Here at last was the long-awaited moment, their encounter with Jesus, going into the house. This house, in some sense, represents the church. In order to find the Savior, one has to enter the house which is the church. They fell down and worshipped him and offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Here is the culmination of the whole journey. Encounter becomes adoration. It blossoms into an act of faith and love which acknowledges in Jesus, born of Mary, the Son of God made man. The secret of holiness is friendship with Christ and faithful obedience to his will. This
2: meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com.